1: Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
2: Awards Watch says Liam Neeson is at his best. Don't miss In the Land of Saints and Sinners.
0: for the Theology Podcast.
3: <laughs> Welcome back to another edition of the Around the NFL Podcast. My name is Dan Hanses, and I am joined by a room filled with some heroes. Chris Wessling on my left, Greg Rosenthal on my right. What is up, boys?
4: Hey, Dan. Great to have you back, Dan. Mm, back great in the to be chair.
5: Back. Yeah, you're the maestro.
3: Listen, I thanks, guys, for welcoming me back. And, you know, I'm in the Dominican Republic for this, this wedding. And... Um, you know, I get my Twitter's getting blown up, and everybody like telling me, "Oh, you better watch out, Colleen's good." Uh, you know, you might have lost your gigs. Like, of course, I know Colleen's good.
5: Colleen is talented. You're the one who put her up to this.
3: I, I yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if it was my idea or your idea, Greg, but I was fully on board with Colleen hosting. She's a better host than me, so you put her in the host chair. Oh, away I we mean, go!
4: It doesn't need to be a competition. She's part of the team. You're the host. Now that's it. I don't know why there's always a reaction of our Twitter followers uh, to try to create some sort of controversy. Uh, they do this with the Jesselnick podcast too. They were saying there was a lot of hot butts talk uh, in terms of uh, Dan. You know, because that—that's your that's yeah. your uh,
3: mo. That's well, your corner, and that yeah, that brings me to my second point, which is, you know, why why is everybody trying to cause trouble? Exactly. Yeah. Why
5: can't it just be Colleen? Great job.
3: Our Coming after the old Zeuser on social media because
5: Colleen did a nice job. They're fomenting dissent, and I don't like it. That's like
3: when, when we, whenever we do a mailbag, guaranteed at least five questions. Like, who would win in a fight between the four of you? It's like always, like, what can we do to get them <laughs> to hate each other? Yeah. Just wait. Wait till we we're actually successful and we're making some money, then we will hate each other. There
4: would never
5: be a fight between the four of us. The the real heat. You have to
4: get rich first. The only real heat, (laughs) there's two. There's scientist heat sometimes. You know, we forget about it right after we leave the the room. That's all football. And then uh, TD and Mark. That (laughs) That was real.
3: Those guys hated each other.
4: That was legitimate. Uh,
3: welcome to another. Yes. Yeah, so thank you, Colleen, for helping out. And uh, there will be plenty of Colleen to come, uh, whether I'm here or not, uh, throughout the rest Back of the,
4: Thursday. She's booked.
3: There you go. Book for Thursday and uh, throughout the off season, uh and the rest of the playoffs. So uh, that is good news. This is the Around the NFL podcast and other news presented by Scott trade. And I don't know who the Scott trade is, but this dude <laughs> finally stepped up, Greg. It's exciting. Dan has been
4: uh, looking for a sponsor, just calling out companies' names randomly. Yeah. i And old Scott Trade was out there listening, and they're, they're saying, Scott
3: hey. Scott was like, man, <laughs> I'm going to get in on this around the NFL podcast. Thank you, Mr. Trade. Yeah,
4: he's got to come in when, when the getting's good. We're the number one podcast around on uh, NFL media. It's on NFL Network more now, and Scott Trade's saying this is the time to jump
3: in. Buy low stake stake his
5: claim on us right yeah
3: so you know App- have move apple reebok nike yep. home depot dicks sears dicks you know you missed out scott trades the place to go for all your needs in that field <laughs> financial <laughs> financial field uh big show today Big show. Home run. I'm back. Uh, Big show today uh, to talk about everything, the fallout of Wild Card Weekend. Uh, So we will dig into some news coming out of those uh, uh, games, some of them pretty wild, obviously. Um, I was able to watch uh, most of them uh, from the Dominican Republic. They air on non-HD television in the resort I was staying at but I did get to catch up once I got home Sunday night so I can talk with you guys about that game with some semblance of knowledge. Not at a scientist level, but I'll do my best. Uh, We'll also start looking ahead to uh, the divisional round. And I think, I don't know if it's something you've said, Greg, but I certainly agree with whosoever sentiment it is. Best weekend of the year, divisional round playoffs. You got all these, like, you get rid of kind of the bum playoff teams, and now you got a nice stable of stud teams going at it for the chance to play uh, in the final uh, game in February. So There's always some classics. Think back to last year. You had
4: Packers-Cowboys, which is a good game marred by a bad call. You had Ravens-Patriots, which one of the best games uh, going. And then you always have, like, one big upset. And last year, that was the uh, the Broncos going down.
5: If any season ever needed it, it's this season. Yeah. Because right. it's been a lot of bad football. It was year. not a great
4: uh, wild card weekend, so, yeah, they'll make up for it.
3: I would be a little nervous, Greg, about that one big upset occurring, you know, off the Mass Pike up there in New England. Shocker. Uh, you know, I mean, just listen. <laughs> this is a live in the future looking at Gillette Stadium, you know, in their little shopping mall where a football field is. That's agony.
4: They would if, if the Patriots really lost, it would just be silence. Everyone would be out by the middle of the fourth quarter.
3: Ooh, shot fire against your own fan base. Uh, so, yes, uh, six mysteries of the divisional round we'll talk about. West wrote a really good piece on the Around the NFL page, so we'll dig into that and uh, talk about some of the mysteries that lie ahead this weekend. And we're going to try something. I am almost certain, even though it was my idea, I'm almost certain it was a bad one. Uh, listener phone calls. Uh, we put it out there. <laughs> Sydney, uh, who does just awesome work behind the glass. I'm sure Sydney likes it better when Colleen's hosting because she's not getting bombarded with requests forty one minutes before the show starts, uh, as I did today. But uh Sydney rounded up some great listeners who wanted to either ask a question or make a comment and we'll try this out. It it most likely will go terribly, uh, either logistically or just the you know, the conversation, but we'll give it a shot. <laughs> That's the Around the NFL podcast for Tuesdays presented by Scott Trade. So let's get to it. (laughs) And we'll start by going uh, behind the glass and uh, formally saying hello to Sydney.
1: Hey, guys. How's it going?
3: Hi. Did you miss me?
1: I did miss you. I will say it was nice to have another girl around because I'm severely outnumbered. Girl power.
3: Yeah. It's tough being in the sports media landscape as you are. And you're a rising star. Thank you. Uh, uh, not even joking around. Sydney is awesome at what she does, uh, and and she does. She brings. She reps for the ladies. All That's right. a little slang. That That's a lot of pressure, use. but I'll yeah. Like it. Let's do some news.
1: Sure.
3: Okay. Oh, I think he need a Grammy award for that. One.
4: <laughs> Who is that? That was uh, Pac-Man Jones Jones. (laughs) saying uh, Antonio Brown deserved a Grammy Award for his acting (laughs) performance. So he called Joey Porter Jerry Porter. Which was hilarious. And and he he said uh, that Antonio (laughs) Brown needs a Grammy. A Grammy. And Antonio Brown had a great response uh, on Twitter. He had some sort of picture of him singing at a microphone. (laughs) That
5: is awesome. I would just like to say once an idiot, always an idiot.
3: Because he had literally – a seventy-five percent chance of getting it right, because he said he could have said Oscar, which would have been fine. He, That's yeah. not even the
5: part I'm talking he about. Could, Acting like he's faking a concussion.
3: He, wait, let me like finish. Split this.
5: second time. Come he could
3: have said Emmy. That would have been right. Would have been right. Could have said Tony. Sure, that would have worked. That would have been right. Could have said Golden Globe. So he had an eighty percent chance, and yet he said Grammy. No, no narrative of mine
4: has crashed more than the Adam Jones rejuvenation season that he had this year, ending. Uh, and spectacular.
5: That wasn't spectacular. even a narrative. He had a good season. Uh-huh. Well,
3: let's talk about – we'll start with talking about his teammate, Vontaze perfect who, uh, of course, had the hit on Antonio Brown over the middle uh, that – and we'll talk about Adam Jones as well. Um, he referred to it as some type of acting job. But the truth of the matter is that Antonio Brown was, um, you know, diagnosed with a concussion uh, on the play. And it was um, Burfecht's, you know, not the first time he's been labeled uh, a dirty player. And the NFL announced Monday that they were fed up with it. They said that he had been uh, suspended without pay for the first three games of the 2016 regular season for, quote, repeated violations of safety-related playing rules. Let's start there. He's going to appeal it. In fact, he has appealed it. Um, uh, do you think that was fair to do that? Is Burfecht the guy that needed this type of discipline?
5: He got off easy. Really? What are you talking about? This guy is a threat to the health of every other player <laughs> on the field, including his teammates. He's out of control. He's over the line, and if Marvin Lewis isn't going to stop him, the NFL needs to.
3: That's like a that was a good like Mike Francesa rant there. No,
5: this guy is a dirty, dirty player who needs to be punished. Put this heat on NFL Network.
4: I like it, Wes. Uh I don't, don't know, do you, though. This I don't, isn't good enough. No, uh, I'm just saying. Then, I didn't know he felt so. Uh, if you're counting it fired home, up, about it.
5: he knocked the three best Steelers players out of games this year. All three of them Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, and Big Ben. He got fined. It also flew under the radar when they announced this. He got fined for a hit on Max Williams, the Ravens tight end, in the season finale, and they announced that yesterday, too. Mm. He. The Panthers called for his suspension last year because he got caught twisting ankles after the whistle on Cam Newton and Greg Olsen. This is what he does. It's his M.O. And look, he's a throwback to the 50s when that stuff was encouraged and allowed and TV wasn't out there and the sport wasn't popular because America knew that it was too violent and there had to be restrictions. The NFL has restrictions. Now he has to play under the rules. You've convinced me. At first I
4: thought... That was a
3: good sell.
5: Yeah. Us. At first
4: I thought, you know, three games is a lot. What's the precedent? Aren't there other dirty players and dirty plays happening all the time? He hasn't even been suspended one game. So I'm thinking back to Brandon Merriweather, who got one game, remember? And then he got two, and that was eliminated upon Brandon got, Merriweather got,
5: is a certified headhunter. Like, right. Like Perfect, but perfect does dirty stuff after the whistle continually. That That's totally fair. And
4: there was a vine out there of him doing it on Big, ben. Big Ben's. Uh, Shoulder injury hit. So that's all fair, and they definitely referred to his history that it was a repeat offender, and that's why he got it. It, It's amazing, though, if you think about it. If Jeremy Hill doesn't fumble that ball, so many things are different. I guess that's obvious, but Perfect would have been the hero. They had the game on NFL Network yesterday while we were at work, and I'm watching the game. Perfect had an incredible game capped by an incredible interception that would have been one of the plays of the century for the Bengals. I mean, he peeled off one guy in a zone kind of tricked Landry Jones, then comes back, an amazingly athletic play, intercepts the ball, and if Jeremy Hill just holds on to the ball or the Bengals get the first round there, Perfect is an absolute hero. He's playing this week. He's certainly playing the next three games of next season, and it all And he probably hurt someone
3: this week too. Right.
5: He's a phenomenal player. He had a great game that game. He had a great game in the regular season finale. He was coming into his own, recapturing the form he had when he was their best defensive player before his knee injury. It's just a shame that he can't get under control.
3: And Adam Jones, as we uh, were t- just talking about, this is what he had to say to the Dan Patrick show on Monday morning about the hit that concussed Antonio Brown and left his availability and, uh, and some, uh, some doubt for uh, a divisional round weekend. Uh, here's the quote. Nah, Antonio Brown was not hurt. I know he was faking it. Go back and look at the play. If you go back in slow motion, yes, go on, Adam. You tell me Vontae has hit him in the head or if his shoulder pads barely touched him. I don't know. What are you talking about, bro?
5: That's he's an idiot. A doctor. He's an idiot. The doctor's not oh, lying. I think he need a Grammy award for
4: that one. <laughs> that's insane. I mean, that's more. And
5: Bengals fans are, of course, believing Pac-Man Jones on this that, that... Antonio Brown is faking. Well, you know what? Bengals fans—they're in therapy brainwashed right now. And and it, I hope they start thinking for themselves, please. His Bengals eyes fans were rolling
4: fake. into the back of his head. The camera showed it. I mean, not that we even—he's a to, hell of an not actor. Not even to defend the reality of the situation, which is that, by the way, Antonio Brown's not expected to even play this week. So if it's all an acting job, uh, the Steelers are, are doing some strange things for it. It It's crazy, and I, I think it's going to cost Adam Jones money. Uh, it's not that big of a deal, but I don't think the Bengals are going to re-sign him now. Even though he had a great season for them, he's a free agent, and and I got to think they'll just... Be, be like, he's 35 years old. It's just time to move on. You know, we got more out of Adam Jones than you would have ever expected. And if they don't re-sign him, how many teams out there are going to really want to dive into the Adam Jones experience at 35 I, years old? I was thinking Could about be the end of his career.
5: I
3: was thinking about that after after the game and just like, you know, how, you know, in the playoffs, it's, it changes everything. The stage is so big. It's how you're remembered. It really can uh, define a career. And when you do something like he did in this game, and it's really how he's going to be remembered despite all the good things he's done in Cincinnati as a player, um, I I think he could have a hard mark. And I could I, I could see the Bengals be like, we don't want you here anymore after what you did in the biggest game of the year. He's in trouble.
5: Well, Marvin Lewis, his he's already started on his offseason program that you have to have more poise. This is an area of emphasis because it has to be for that team and – why would you re-sign Pac-Man Jones if that's your priority?
3: All right, and we'll look over to the Steelers now. And Ben Roethlisberger uh, spoke to a, a Pittsburgh-area radio station, KDKA, in Pittsburgh about his shoulder injury. And, you know, Ben likes to explain uh, to the media and the fans what is wrong with him exactly. Uh, you could read into that however you'd like. But he did disclose on Tuesday that in addition to the um, sprained AC joint, which uh, Ian and Albert Breer both reported earlier this week. He also does have torn ligaments in that throwing shoulder um, and ag- admitted and acknowledged that he has not even touched a football since that fourth quarter drive to beat Cincinnati. Uh, so he made it sound like he was unsure about whether he'll play on Sunday. Said he was unsure. Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin sounds you know confident why he that said Ben he was is
5: because you got to build up the biggest drama possible because it's Big Ben's move and he's been using it for 10 years I it's always been funny to me that the dichotomy between the tough physically toughest quarterback in the NFL and the need to tell everyone how banged up you are and to drag as much drama out of it as possible
3: Greg are you Noticing a lot of fire. I love it. West today. I, I love, love it. it. It's, it's you are fired up, Mr. Wesley. Well, wh- it's
5: about me. <laughs> West of
4: this uh, came Give him the MVP. I mean, the afterglow is right now. Like uh, my like a child, like my child, <laughs> Ellis, after Christmas. So it's not just about Christmas. Oh, it's yeah. about the day after Christmas, playing with those toys. You <laughs> got the next day playing with those toys. And West of this, you should. You got have Castle been, Grayskull. Exactly. <laughs> He he was here on Sunday night, and uh, if you go back and listen, Dan, yeah. just, just go to the Bengals Steelers segment. That was it was a great conversation, and West was just riding high because it was the greatest West of us he ever could have had.
3: It was a West of his miracle.
5: I am still riding high, and I might this might carry me through 2016. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be re- my year, Dan. I don't
4: even remember <laughs> what we were talking about. Oh yeah,
5: Ben Roethlisberger.
3: Yeah. So what? I guess you guys, you guys sound confident that this is all part of the Ben uh, act, the the Ben play that he goes through. I'll buy, I'll buy you a sandwich.
5: you a sandwich if he doesn't play.
4: Well, that's fine, but is he going to be the Ben Roethlisberger that we love to watch throwing no deep balls down the field? If if he doesn't have Antonio Brown, that that first hurts, and if he's not throwing the deep ball, that takes away, you know, his biggest asset. Let's not forget the Steelers' season was on the line. And they put Landry Jones out there for that under two minute, two drives drill. in a row, right? But if Big Ben sitting there in a the well, helmet. The, the first drive, that's true. He did come out there. The PR director, by the way, reported through their Twitter that Ben is coming back on the field. He's going to give it a go, but it didn't happen. And then one thirty-eight to go, they go with Landry Jones on that's the a, field. That was the
3: thing I couldn't figure out, or whatever. It a was. reveal, magnificent. It,
4: it was amazing that if it not for the Hill fumble again, Landry Jones would have taken that last thing, and we never would have known that Ben could have played. So I got to think it's pretty banged up, and he can't throw the ball.
5: I'm not trying to dismiss the amount of pain he's in. That <laughs> he's always, like he could have said sprained A- AC joint, and he's throwing in the torn ligaments, just so you know, and you appreciate how tough he is once he comes out and leads the Steelers to an upset.
4: I'm just wondering. Yeah. And so he's going
5: to be out there. We
4: don't know if D'Angelo Williams is going to be out there, and I don't know if uh, old Jerry Porter is going to be out there or Jerry or Porter. Joey Porter, because they might suspend. Maybe they'll suspend Joey Porter for all the you know grief that Adam Jones took. Uh, he had a right to be upset because they were they were annoyed by Porter going into the game, and I think that he what seems like kind
3: off. of an idiot too. I mean, he totally he's, he's an agitator. Do you remember? I can't remember who had the pick six uh, earlier. William Gay. William Gay. And he's crawling on the field <laughs> during that exaggerated uh, celebration. And he's Andrew Whitworth. He, um, you know, he came out and said that he, before a game this season, he was like on, at midfield, uh, mother effing everyone on the field. Uh, he shouldn't have been on the field during that moment of the game in the wild. Like he could have easily gotten the flag and ruined their season. Paul yeah. Gunther,
4: the defensive coordinator.
3: Ooh. What did he call? He called Porter a clown. Basically an
4: embarrassment an an embarrassment. he didn't mince,
5: mince words at all.
3: You don't really hear that too often. An
5: coach, Embarrassment coach to crime. the coaching profession. Wow.
3: Let us now move over. Uh, we are out of now. I think uh, we're out of hot butt season. No, there's one. Sizzling.
5: Oh, in Detroit. I don't. Sizzling
4: posterior. I. I don't really like. I just remembered. I don't really like these images. This. this (laughs) Just
3: imagine. uh, Imagine the heat rising up under the buttocks, and you're just not comfortable (laughs) because your your butt—it's super hot. You got a hot butt, and you might get fired. You talking about Jim Caldwell? Jim Caldwell. It's very hot right now. Oh. Can't smell good. New general,
4: new general manager. Uh, you know, has his press conference. Hired from the Patriots in Detroit. They ask him about it, and he goes with the, "Oh, I have a lot of respect for Jim Caldwell." Goodbye.
5: And oh it, no. It just, see ya.
4: It just sounded like it's a matter of time. And and can you really see a guy from the Patriots organization thinking, "Okay, let's keep Caldwell. Let's keep the guy from the Colts." I, I don't know I just don't it just doesn't seem to mesh it's not their stu- you, Jim
5: Caldwell is not a Patriots kind of guy so he stays in that job until the Patriots are knocked out of the playoffs and they get Josh McDaniels
4: no I think he's fired this week I think I think wow. I think we could we could get a three or four graph uh, shorty up you know get it ready because I I think the odds right now and and I'm not on a limb here Ian Rappaport, our NFL media insider said he's on thin ice he thinks he's gonna go
3: you know what that respect gets Jim Caldwell he gets. A sit down privately, where the owner tells him he's fired, as opposed to being leaked to like a in insider, like rap sheet first. Right, there's the respect. I could be
4: wrong. What do I? I'm just base. I'm just guessing here, but it just seems like a weird marriage that a Patriots
3: GM guy is gonna keep Caldwell's. You're allowed to deduce. Speaking of weird marriages, the San Francisco 49ers are set to meet with Tom Coughlin, the former Giants coach, who was not kidding when he said he wanted to continue his career, um, despite being 69 years old. Um, he is uh, meeting with the, uh, with the Niners on Tuesday. According to Rap Sheet, uh, Coughlin had met with the Eagles on Monday, and that would be that would just be bizarre if Tom Coughlin was on the sideline uh, with the Eagles during one of those NFC East uh, rival tilts with the Giants. Don't think uh, Big Blue fans would like to see that.
4: It'd be awesome is what it'd be. I hope that's what happens. 49ers just seems weird. Is Coughlin really going to be able to win there quickly? That's a strange situation. Eagles sounds great. I mean, our our friend uh, Colleen Wolf's husband, John Gonzalez, I'm just thinking of his tweet when when they were talking about the the Coughlin interview. It just said, please, 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 please. (laughs) Because this is exactly what the Eagles media wants. It's a great story. Root for the story. Having Coughlin
5: there. He's a good coach. I like to see good coaches still doing the job.
3: Also that that Eagles beat writer that draws all the cartoon stick figures would probably have a lot of fun time. Old
5: Clemson. Jimmy Kemsky.
3: Oh, Kemsko, yeah. Yeah. He would have fun. in uh, another coaching news, Terrell Pryor would like the Browns to hire Hugh Jackson. Hey, Terrell, you know, just be happy Have a roster spot, yeah. let down a little bit. He, he knows he's going to be back in Cleveland. <laughs> Terrell Pryor, who I think is a wide receiver, maybe is a, a third-string quarterback, uh, had this to say. Every day when I woke up in Oakland when, during their time together in Oakland, I was like, man, I got to get to work. I wasn't even playing in 2011 when Hugh was head coach. And you don't always, fe- you don't always feel a part of things, uh. but Hugh made it fun every single time. He would be a great choice. I can tell you that. Uh, the Browns are obviously it seems like they're very hot for Hugh. And I, I'll throw out a, a, a hot, hash,
5: hashtag hot for Hugh."
3: hot for Hugh. Uh, I will throw this out there because um, there is a report also out there, I believe, from Rap Sheet that, you know, the Giants want to meet with you um, as well. They are, yeah. If you're Hugh Jackson, why would you ever take the Browns job if you had a chance to get the Giants job? It just wouldn't make sense to me. I know it's. Getting a job, it's hard, but I would play it out a little bit if I was Hugh and not dive into that Cleveland job if I had a chance to get one of the best uh, coach jobs in the league, in my opinion.
5: Maybe he's trying to enter the Ohio Sports History Hall of Fame. <laughs> That's right. Sessler did, did make the point last week that the
4: Browns have the most potential to be a hero and have a football life about you because if the man that turns around the Browns will be a hero. But there's a reason why it hasn't happened. You're right, the job isn't as good. But Hugh Jackson, Tom Coughlin, I think you know they're the they're the big names in this coaching search but there is no hot coaching commodity. There's no guy that's like we got to get him signed now. They've all been out there now for a week plus. They've all had multiple interviews. Mike Silver who's very close with Hugh Jackson says no one's no, no one's offered Hugh Jackson a job. It's not that he's choosing, it's not that he's leveraging. No one no one's given him an offer and that makes a lot of sense because I think If the Browns really wanted Hugh Jackson, they'd offer him the job, and he'd probably take it because you don't know what you're going to get in in New York. It's the same reason why Rex took the Bills job last year because it was there. I think he would take the first job that he got.
5: So I think we've got a game of musical chairs here where none of the coaches and none of the landing spots are all that attractive. So they're all leaving their options open, like the dating world for over thirty year olds in the Tinder era. (laughs) Wow, I like that. Well, the Eagles and Giants are fine jobs, but
4: I think in their mind they just want to be thorough and they want to take their time. They're in no hurry because none of these they can live without any of these.
3: Since well, since Wes cracked open the door, what's going on in your uh, dating life right now,
5: Chris? I gotta. Well, I'm. I don't really want to. Sit it out. I don't want to say there's something good going on, but I don't want to say. Something
3: good. Go I don't want to jinx
5: it. I'm we'll going to write that happens.
3: down. Today is January 12th. By the way, January 12th, the anniversary of Super Bowl three. the last time the Jets made the Super Bowl a victory over the Baltimore Colts. And let me tell you something, guys. Joe guaranteed it.
4: Wow. You know what? It's also the anniversary of now that we're on the topic. What? My son's birth one year ago. Oh. Yeah, oh, Walker Happy Rosenthal. Birthday, Walker. Way to make it through a year. Good job. Oh, man.
3: that is great. I love it. And I did not realize that he was born on the Jets Super Bowl day. Me neither. Maybe, Maybe foreshadowing f- that he will break the Jets' long slide. Mm. Or break my heart
4: and be a Jets fan. Oof. You never know.
3: He'll break his own heart if he does that. <laughs> uh, where were we? Any other. Co- oh, Rob Ryan, by the way. Did we talk about this on Sunday? No. Okay, he is on Rex Ryan's staff. Uh, he is hired as an s- assistant coach. Uh, and that seems like a weird move, um, destined for failure. <laughs>
5: Well, you could you could make the point that they both, you know, who's going to try harder than the Ryan brothers? They both oh, have so try. much to prove this year.
4: You said it well, I think, Dan. It seems uh, seems like there will be a memorable. It'll be great memories for them, and you can understand it personally. And yet, it just seems like a, a recipe for disaster. In twenty
5: years, they'll be on a lake drinking beer together, talking about their two thousand sixteen. Well, there is something to
4: that. If you and your brother were both you know, big time coaches in the league, who knows? I mean, this might be Rex Ryan's last head. They're coach just case. like you have are. of course they hit. want to
5: do that kind of stuff.
3: I worry about Rob Ryan's um presence, day to day presence, uh, how it will affect Rex Ryan's uh body. <laughs> <laughs> Potential weight <laughs> thought, but yeah. Rob's plugged in, like he has a good time and likes to eat. Now Rex and Rob will be together. Will will Rex be able to stick to his diet with Rob there, who could be a bad influence. These are the things I'm tracking more than anything.
5: What's the science on the stapling thing? Isn't it that you can't really become? Yeah, a you're not again? hungry.
3: You're not hungry
4: enough. You can't fill it up.
3: Yeah, but Rob Ryan the is a force could, of nature. The you're right. Could burst. I saw him at a Chick-fil-A in the Indianapolis airport last February. And that guy, he even even when he orders fast food, it's like fun and boisterous. Mm. I I could see Rex getting sucked back into that world. Rob's out here. Stay strong, Wes. I've uh, seen Rob
4: around Santa Monica. It'd be great. We should have him in
3: on the podcast. Oh, that would be great. Now that I would like. Uh, Finally in the news. I'm in on that. Totally. Um, Big news. (laughs) Big, big news here. Uh, The headline, uh, the source here, TMZ.com, but you could also see it (laughs) on Instagram. And if you you watched the um, Golden Globes, was it? Oh, no, it was the NCAA championship game. A little sideline uh, during Alabama Clemson. Here's the headline from TMZ. I, uh, Jewel, I'm dating a hot NFL quarterback. <laughs> and that quarterback, ladies and gentlemen, is no other than friend. Of the, well, we've never met him, but he we have no it. idea. He doesn't know who we are. He is clipboard Jesus, Charlie Whitehurst.
5: My goodness. How did this not happen
3: sooner? It makes so much sense. Well, the crumbs were there for us uh, for years and years. Uh, Jewel laid them out. Now, Glycerine, which is the theme song of Charlie Whitehurst. According to you. Well, According to me. But he has a guitar and he's learning how to play it. Released in 1996, right? Jule's album went nuts in 1996. And this song you're listening to right now. Listen to this line. Dark eyes, careless hair, Who fashionably sensitive, but cool—too cool to care. Mm.
4: Well, when was that written,
3: though? <laughs> <laughs> like mid-nineties. But she was like how old years is old. Jewel? Jewel is she's listen, about forty. Jewel is okay. Uh, Wes, you and I, I had
4: an immense crush on her. We've talked about Jewel. On this podcast. Why does uh, it matter
3: how old she is?
4: No, no. My point was when she wrote those lyrics, what was Charlie Whitehurst doing? You know, he was like in high school. It was
3: something. in the stars is what I'm saying. It was in the cosmos okay. all along. And the crumbs of, of this moment were laid out there for us to follow. But how it would have been hard to follow. It's an amazing development. Now, if you saw a
4: headline on TMZ, take the Jewel aspect, because I think we all agree Jewel and Charlie Whitehurst are meant to be Perfect. together. What is her... What's her first song? You were meant for me. Maybe
3: that's about him. Her first single was "Who Will Save Your Soul." Oh. But yeah,
4: I tried. Mm. But if you saw Jewel, or you just saw date. like pop star, basically, I'm dating a hot NFL quarterback. How many quarterbacks? If you were just blind guessing, would you have to guess before you got to Charlie Whitehurst?
5: I don't know how many of how many were named Sexiest Man of Nashville. Yeah,
4: exactly.
3: I would. It would be in the
4: really okay. Like I the 10th guy. I probably. don't think like hot right. NFL quarterback. I would have gone Drew
3: Stanton. I mean, the hot thing doesn't throw me off. The NFL quarterback thing right. throws me exactly, off Exactly, a yeah.
4: little bit. Because like, people, <laughs> people don't think of Charlie White when you but, think you know. of NFL quarterbacks immediately. It's great, though. This, I is,
3: mean. this probably won't work out, let's be honest. It's just it's a, it's tough for celebrities, and Clipboard Jesus is a huge one, and Jewel, to stay together. But I if this pr- begins to push Charlie down the road that I'm hoping – the Jesse Palmer Road where he's on The Bachelor, this Ooh. will all come together. Or maybe th- he'll fall in love with Jewel and they'll be together forever. That'd be great, too. We're happy for, for Charlie.
5: It's one of the biggest stories of the year. If these two kids can't make it, what kind of hope does that give the rest of us?
3: True. And uh, one last note. I, I didn't want to miss it. Uh, Bill Belichick showed up at his press conference <laughs> um, on Tuesday with a shiner. Uh, a black eye. And, Greg, I want to ask you a piece scale. Uh, how nervous does this make you that he has Bill Belichick, the hooded one, um, the man that is, you know, impenetrable, now showing signs of wear and tear physically ahead of the playoffs?
4: It makes me feel great. He's in fighting mood. That's when he's at his best. He's a, wh- Whoever gave him this shiner is going to pay. The Chiefs are going to pay for whoever gave Bill Belichick this uh, shiner. He's
5: already dead. <laughs> right. Exactly. I like
4: it. He's Did feisty. It- I want a feisty, angry Belichick. Did anybody have the onions? Oh yeah. To ask what happened? Yeah, they asked him. He he said, uh, you know, he didn't think they had to disclose the reason on the injury report or some some crack like that. Oh, you know, you should see the other guy. He didn't say anything. They'll lighten that. up.
5: That is no, was, what that happened. No, that was a joke. That was a joke. What happened?
3: Well, he wouldn't say.
5: All that. right, let's go What are oh. the possibilities for getting a black eye?
3: He was either in a fight. Right. He fell. Or he murdered someone.
5: Horsing around with his
3: kids, grandkids or whatever? He doesn't horse around. Hmm. I don't know. There's
5: not a lot of options of what he could have done. What if he was fixing something on his boat and a pulley came and hit him in the face?
4: He says, I think I'll live. Five th- rings? He just says, I think I'll live. I don't think we need to uh, list coaches on the injury report. I'm sure if we're required to, we'll do it. Blow hard. <laughs>
3: just tell us what happened. <laughs>
4: I'm going to get to the bottom <laughs> I'm loving this uh, Dan convinces himself to pick against the Patriots in the playoffs again. Uh, oh,
3: it's, it's almost like it's it works.
5: It's in almost general, like eventually. Greg and the Bengals.
3: <laughs> I said on network, Greg, that a uh, network hit that we taped today that you're a little worried that this is going to be like that game against the Ravens in 2009. That's a terrible uh, yeah, that's a great one. That Patriots it's great team
4: was dog. That was the worst. I can't even say so it. So is was this one. Now this is a good Patriots team. They have a good defense. They have Tom Brady. They've got Gronk. It's not perfect right now, but it's a good team. And I, I don't buy this. By the way, everyone should be watching around the NFL. We should plug that too. It's on two to four every day. With hosts. the playoffs with host Andrew Siciliano. Two to four
5: Pacific time.
4: That's right. Four to six. No, we wait, to wait, wait. get it right. Five to seven. Not that I'm easy. Either. Five to seven East no, Coast. I
3: blew it. I'm seeing how tough it is for them. Five
4: to seven Eastern every day. And we're doing a couple hits per day.
3: And it. Yes, we're doing that. Um, so check it out. DVR it. Watch it live if you're unemployed. Uh, these are all <laughs> things you can do. Andrew does an awesome job. Another guy that's a better host than me, uh, technically speaking. That guy's a pro. And we got to get Andrew back on the show because he, uh, a friend of the show, Andrew Siciliano. Uh, and a she at Andrew Siciliano, and that's what's happening. All right, now let's look ahead, guys, to the divisional round. Uh, Wes, you wrote a very nice piece. I enjoyed it, read the whole thing, cover Hidden to right. cover. Uh, <laughs> six biggest mysteries of the divisional round, which you could find at NFL.com slash all these mysteries. Got to dig in, find out what are the answers. Uh, is that a, a vanity URL that's active right now?
4: Well, that would seem counterproductive. You want it to be simple, something you can send out on Twitter. I don't know what that nonsense was. Let me try
3: it again. (laughs) NFL.com slash Wes figured it out. All these mysteries (laughs) no longer need to be sleuth.
5: I think like NFL.com slash super sleuth. That would be.
4: See, that's more along the lines of what we're thinking, Dan.
3: Uh, In the words of TD. TD. Either way, either way. (laughs) Uh, All right, let's start with let's go down the list. Wes, you did a great job of this. Which Peyton Manning will we see And that one? uh, That makes a lot of sense because you're wondering if it will be, let's say. And listen, now we're going back all the way to the beginning of last season to set this up. But early 2014 Peyton Manning, when he was still one of the most productive passers in the league or midpoint 2014 and on all the way through this season. Uh, will we see that guy who can't throw a ball? He can't get going. He's always hurt. Uh, which one will we see? Answer that mystery, uh,
5: Wes. This one's fascinating to me because he was the biggest offseason mystery, I thought. Which Peyton Manning were we going to see? And now we go into the playoffs, and he's still the biggest mystery because the range of outcomes is so huge. Could he be two thousand, early 2014 or 2013 Peyton Manning? Mm. Or – Could he be the liability of the first two months of the season? Or could he be the guy who's completely broken against the Chiefs and has to get yanked from the game? I feel like any of these things are possible. I got to
4: admit, I'm nervous that – Peyton Manning's gonna be Peyton Manning. As a Patriots fan, that's the worst possible outcome: is having to go to Den. First of all, Denver winning that game, I'm rooting for the Steelers. I don't
5: think that's. I don't go into Denver
4: and then Peyton Manning playing really well. That'd be a really painful. Like I, it would just be terrible to lose to Peyton Manning, and he's he's supported by a great defense now. So I don't think we're gonna see pre-Kubiak Manning. But if he's just good with that defense and they take care of business again, if they if they come out of the AFC, that'd be a painful loss for for the Patriots.
3: I know. I'm a bigger fan of Peyton Manning than others in this room. Uh, But I got to say, isn't it more fun that he's in the mix right now? It just adds a whole level of drama to the playoffs that we needed. Uh, So we'll see what happens there. Good mystery, Wes. Next up, how beat up are the Steelers? That is a big mystery. Uh, because we don't know how serious Ben's injury is, he's, he's telling us exact type of uh, injuries that he's dealing with. Well, we don't know if that's gonna keep him out of the out of action. D'Angelo Williams, we don't know if he'll get back. It's not looking good. Antonio Brown, we don't know if he's gonna play after he got he got concussed. Whether or not Adam Jones believes it, so you put those big three. Uh, potentially out of the game, you know, the Steelers don't have a
5: shot. This is such a mystery that from the time I wrote this yesterday afternoon to this morning, the whole tenor of the Steelers part changed. That I wrote that optimism was the order of the day. That okay. the Pittsburgh Post Gazette said that, you know, Antonio Brown is expected to be fine for this weekend. Really? They also said Big Ben is How likely do they know to play. That? They. Sources sources told them. Deeply embedded. Since then, reports have come out saying Antonio Brown is unlikely to play. And Big Ben has come out and said, look, I have, in addition to a sprained AC joint, I've got torn ligaments in my throwing shoulder. It's a good
4: test of the old concussion protocol. Now, if Antonio Brown plays, I don't think that necessarily means the concussion protocol is a sham or anything like that. There's just, we just don't know. But if he does not play because of the concussion, I think that does show on some level that that the protocol and the concussion and all that, that's the type of thing that maybe would not have happened as recently as two years ago. Because yeah. Antonio Brown's the best receiver in football. I mean, I think he's the best receiver in football. He's been as valuable as any receiver. His his loss is just massive.
3: A.J. Green last year in the playoffs, wasn't he unable to get cleared? That's, that's true. That kept him out. Yeah. So, yeah, progress is being made. Maybe Brown becomes the next guy. You want to see him playing in that game, but if his head's not right, he can't. Uh, third mystery, the New England Patriots of October – when they were 40 burger hanging world beaters or December when they were bums, Greg, they couldn't, they could barely beat anybody. Can't, can't do anything on offense. And, uh, you know, we're looking very human, which version of the patch shows up. I think the best they can hope for is like an early November
4: version, because this is a lousy running game. They're not getting doing De- Deion Lewis or blunt back. The two guys that they don't know right now are Volmer and Chandler Jones who really hasn't been hurt uh, earlier in the year. It sounds like they're getting Edelman, Hightower back. That's good. Amendola. We'll see if it's Edelman. I think you'll see a good Patriots team. It's a good defense. I'm not worried about this defense.
5: From everything I've read out of New England, Edelman looks fantastic in practice. He's cutting as well as he ever so has. So big for that. I don't worry about that part of the passing game whatsoever. And Amendola's healthy now. Gronk's healthy. But I really do worry about the offensive line. Vol- I think Vollmer's
4: huge. That's the big question. It's a weird thing, but it's just a cascading effect. It's not like Vollmer's an all-pro, but when he's out of there, then both their tackle positions are just lousy. And, and it's when the he's wrong defense there, they're okay be, at right tackle. You know, everything is just a little better.
5: The wrong defense to be lousy at tackle.
3: In other Patriots news, Julian Edelman said he'll be taking down his carport in Providence next month. Danny Amendola. Danny, oh, excuse wait. Because his
5: neighbors are awful. Was it a-
3: Amandola a- or Edelman?
5: Hey, a- they're all the same to I'm Dan. I'm confusing my cool,
4: man, cool man <laughs> It man. was Amandola
5: and he, he has awful human beings as neighbors. <laughs> it's like your nine-year-old self grew up to be a person who complains about a carport. Way uh, to go, you horrible creep of a human. What was the with their carport? I don't it know. was an eyesore in the neighborhood for Thanks rich for people around, Greg. who have nothing better to do with their lives <laughs> than complain about other people.
3: Next. Uh, no- yeah, well, yeah, go go ahead. ahead. No, nothing. Please move on. Why, were you going to bring up something about Martha's Vineyard or something? <laughs> <laughs> Did you know he used to drive a strawberry truck? <laughs> Next mystery it's is the – He's also pa- a
4: pizza delivery man. Is that every man enough for you? <laughs> Dishwasher? In Beverly Hills. I was a pizza guy in uh, Western Massachusetts. Too.
5: Okay.
3: A lot of people are pizza guys. Is the Packers' offensive renaissance a one-game mirage? Now, this is, this is one of my favorite mysteries here because this team – this is why the NFL doesn't make any sense, and I'm glad. I'm super glad that I, you know, I'm not some type of addict living outside Vegas. Because who would have thought the Packers would all of a sudden put it together after we saw months of tape saying it's not going to happen, and they're down nine nothing on the road, and it seems like everything's going wrong, and then they return to form, uh, and yet now they have a matchup against the Cardinals team West that completely they embarrassed them, shut down that offense, made Rodgers look like a subpar quarterback. Will that momentum carry over? Great mystery.
5: Well, I think you look at this matchup and you shouldn't expect the same result as the last time. The Packers are more confident right now and their offensive line is much better and healthier than it was in that game. But I fully believe James Jones cannot physically get away from Patrick Peterson. Patrick Peterson is going to dominate that matchup and shut him down. Devontae Adams reportedly unlikely to play through a knee injury. So what does that leave you? In the passing game, Randall Cobb, Jared Eberderis, a flyer on Jeff Janis. Yeah, one thing you saw in that, and
4: we'll talk about it Thursday when we preview the game, but one thing you saw, they're so confident in their guys winning one-on-one that they sent a lot of crazy, crazy blitzes at them. They got exotic. I mean, they can do whatever they want up front sending extra guys. If you're confident, you can just lock them down.
3: Um. So, yeah, there you go. Those are four mysteries of division run. We want to see the other two. You're gonna have to check it out at NFL.com slash around the NFL. Professional. That's how you do it. And now let's let's move on now. And uh, like I said, I have some misgivings right now about this experiment, but I did it felt like a good time for us to touch base with our listenership, our loyal listenership across the globe. And uh, you know, just it's good to, to talk. You talk to you don't have to be a psychotherapist to know that. It's good to talk. So Sydney uh did the work she uh we sent out a tweet called out for people who want to call into the show today and uh we have some callers on the line who do we got first sydney
1: yeah first up we have nathan in sacramento so he's on the line right now
3: all right nathan in sacramento the capital of california uh for those that are not in the know what's up nathan how's it going heroes what's up (laughs) how how things going up there in sacramento
5: it's actually, it's a nicer kind of day. I'm excited. I'm on the way to a, an eye doctor appointment right
3: now. Ah. You got nice
4: pipes. You could, you should be on the podcast, Nathan.
3: I've heard that a few times. It's it's pretty cool. Thank you very much. Maybe no, you'll anyways. do better than me, too, just like Colleen. <laughs> <laughs> were you, wait, you yeah, weren't yeah, one of the yeah, people that break. tweeted at break. me, did you? What was that? You weren't one of the people that tweeted at me about how Colleen was going to replace me, were you?
5: I did not. No, I'm, I'm loyal to you, Dan. Oh,
3: God, <laughs> I love you, Nathan. Do you have, what do you got? You got a question? You got a comment? What do you got?
5: Yeah, no, no, I've got a question. So I was going to say, we've, uh, we've already witnessed uh, A.J. McCarron try, try his best at uh, holding down a playoff team. It uh, didn't really work out, and now Big Ben's hurt. Uh, 2015's kind of been the year uh, for the backup, and in some cases the backup's backup. Uh, for any of the remaining playoff teams, you know, if, if their key players went down, whose understudy would you guys trust mm. to, to potentially carry them to the Super Bowl? That's a good
3: question. Wes?
5: Well, we have to go through these. Good, Tavares Jackson, Derek Anderson.
3: Well, this is Sports Talk Radio. Now Stanley, you got to think quick on your Scott feet. Scott well.
5: Tolzien, Brock Osweiler. Well, the easy answer is Osweiler because he's got the best defense and
4: he's already been playing. But it's the wrong answer. Jimmy, Jimmy G. Green. Well, hold up, Chase Daniel. Oh, you do, Chase Daniel, <laughs> former making the leap candidate. Chase no, I, I think Wouldn't Jimmy it be- G. I would go Garoppolo. I like uh, – Still gets, hanging the torch
3: for Garoppolo. He's never played a game that well, mattered. He's
4: supported by a great coaching staff, a good defense, Gronkowski. I would give right. him, him the best chance. But uh, Chase Daniel would be fun. That What a story it would be. It would be such a fitting moment in Alex Smith's career that the Chiefs made it to the Super Bowl with, that, with Chase Daniel. He always just feels like he gets <laughs> the worst luck in terms of just, <laughs> right. just getting blamed for everything.
3: I'll never forget yeah. the first Super Bowl – uh, that we got to cover at NFL.com. Mark and I uh, were sitting uh, watching. Actually, it was the second Super Bowl we covered, but Colin Kaepernick had supplanted Alex Smith as a starter, and that was a major story. And Alex Smith had to sit there for the entirety of Super Bowl week answering questions why he got benched, why he wasn't good enough. I don't want to see that happen to him. No, again. I, d- I don't either. Yeah, no. Uh, Nathan. But not their year.
5: Yeah.
3: Nathan, did you have. Who do you think, buddy?
5: Uh, yeah, the, the easy answer probably would have been uh, Osweiler for me too, just because we've seen you know what he's when he's been able to kind of do, especially when when Peyton went down. But uh, I was just curious about the other ones. Yeah, Daniels looks like it, it could be. You know, that'd be just a hilarious story it's to not Landry <laughs> Jones. Yes, that much we know.
3: all right. Well, thank right. thank you. Good luck with your eye appointment. I hope you have continued vision. <laughs> oh yeah, 2020. <laughs> all right, later, man. Thank you. Um, Season, thank. Brock Osweiler, by the way, he must hate Peyton Manning, right? Secretly, like he must completely rag on him to his parents and stuff. (laughs) You (laughs) can imagine.
4: Why? For that time where he he didn't let him on the field and then now,
3: yeah. This whole thing, uh, I would think that behind the scenes, he's very frustrated.
5: You don't think Peyton Manning's
4: nice to Brock Osweiler? Probably. They probably get along. I don't think this is a Bledsoe uh, Brady situation where Bledsoe was uh, sneaky, undercutting. Bledsoe was just... Barve Rogers. He was
3: just all about going to Everclear concerts and, you know. (laughs) Um... All right, who do we got next? We got Sydney behind the glass on the phones. Who's next, Sydney?
1: Next up, we have Paul, and he's from Great Yarmouth, England. Is that right, Paul?
6: Wow. I, I live in Great Yarmouth. I'm originally from Liverpool, but yeah. There you go. How, how
4: inferior does all the people that just live in Yarmouth feel when they hang around guys like you?
6: Well, they should feel inferior, obviously, given the, <laughs> given the title, right? Um, Paul is calling in. Is this Mainzy? It is.
5: Okay. Okay. It is, Chris.
3: How did you? How do you know these things? I've
5: I've spoken you know to everyone Paul in did. England. He, I do. I've, I'm connected. He and our friend Neil Dutton actually oh, like yeah. stale
6: bread. Of course, they
5: are buddies. And uh, do you guys host a podcast together? We do.
6: Yeah. Yep. Uh, there you go. MDDF. We do.
3: They, wait, uh, yeah. Give it a proper plug.
6: It's uh, the MDDF. So Maiden Dots discuss football. There you go. <laughs>
5: I've been on that podcast.
6: So do you have a question or a comment, Paul? I have a, a question for Chris, which we probably discussed before. But Jay Gruden's a head coach of the Washington professional football team, um, <laughs> the Redskins. They, yes, uh, they they um, got to the playoffs this year. They they have a, a quarterback who's very similar to uh, Andy Dalton. So I'm thinking, do I do I start worrying, wondering whether I'm going to be having a a, a celebra- celebratory party mm. every every wild card weekend? And what should
5: I call it? <laughs> I find this question insulting. Why? <laughs> it implies that like my breakup with the Bengals was just some lark that I just stumbled upon someday. No, you should stay. Your team's doing well. You're in the playoffs. You've got something to build around. Stay with it. In, in your defense, though, the
4: Redskins—they've—they had—they had their Super Bowl success. But since Dan Snyder's taken over the team, since really, you know, the late '90s. This is a, an embarrassing franchise, one of the worst franchises in the league. They do make the playoffs every once in a while, but they quickly lose. There's nothing memorable. There's a lot of heartache for do these they Baskins have, teams. Do they have
5: a general manager?
3: They, they seem to have a good
5: one. Do they have a scouting staff? Then I don't want to hear it.
3: Well, I think what Paul's getting at is he has some concerns uh, in terms of abilities that we could be three years from now talking about the Cousins scale. Ooh.
5: Well, that's fair. That's,
3: that's a fair question. Well, you know what the, the the twist would be. I don't know what you
4: would call it. Uh, Paulstavis. <laughs> Paul St- yeah. Paul. I don't know what you would call it. Mainzy time. But I think in, it's Mainzy time. <laughs> it, the Redskins version is a little different. It actually occurs every few years, and it's only against the Seahawks. Oh it's, yeah. It's a first round loss against the Seahawks every three or four years.
3: Whenever you get a new coach, something like
5: Except that. Except for the year it's against the Packers. Mm. How about
3: this, Paul? Just be thankful you don't have John Beck anymore. Yes. I take uh, offense
1: I to that. Thank you very, <laughs> very much. <laughs> all right, thanks, Maisie.
3: Later, Maisie. Cheers, guys. Thank you. Thanks. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's take one more call.
1: Oh, all right, me
3: two. What else? Who else you got?
1: Um, I've got. I think I have Terry on the line. Terry, can you hear us?
3: Hey guys. Whoa, Terry. Yeah. Terry from where? <laughs> Terry.
1: Terry's calling in from Atlanta.
3: Oh, woo, that's a good thing to start off with. Uh settle a debate, <laughs> Terry. Um the proper slang expression when describing the city of Atlanta, Georgia is what?
5: Atlanta, no T, no second T.
3: What about A-Town?
5: A-Town Oh, yeah, I remember this debate. Um, I don't really hear anybody calling it that. <laughs> I'm talking about that. Uh, have you ever met that song Usher? Comes on, Nobody that? in Georgia is calling it A-Town. Oh, yeah. I mean, every time that song comes on at a wedding, people go nuts. But <laughs> in casual conversation, people aren't saying, hey, you know, hanging out at A-Town. <laughs> it doesn't happen.
3: All right, fair <laughs> enough. What do you got for us, uh, Terry?
5: So I'm a big fan of the show, Thank but while Dan, while you were away, I thought Colleen Wolf killed the hosting duties. So I just want to know where's the old Zeuser on the p scale? <laughs> <laughs> going to take the hosting Coming duties?
3: Coming
4: right at him.
5: Well,
3: oh. you, you it,
4: just guaranteed you'll never uh, be on the show again.
3: Yeah, <laughs> but hang up on Terry. Um, <laughs> well, as I said at the top of the show, as you'll hear when you uh, listen listen back, uh, my p scale is somewhat low. Uh, only because I I value people that uh, are loyal and are loyal uh, to the cause of the Around the NFL podcast. And I don't think anybody's going to betray me anytime soon, but I will have uh, my radar up for betrayal. (laughs) It always is. And I know, (laughs) and Colleen, I I know for a fact, although I didn't listen, I know for a fact that she is a professional and was going to do a good job. What I I didn't know is that I was going to have so much, you know, thrown my way. Oh, wow. Here we go. Cindy Good. Got rid of him. <laughs> was that, is Terry are you still there? No, I'm still See, here. I you knew this been, was going to go have been, poorly.
1: You have <laughs> re-.
3: Sydney <laughs> is crashing back there. You're <laughs> no, the trying
1: to multitask. It's not. You're doing your best.
3: Ever since
4: we made fun of John Beck, Sydney's just totally out, <laughs> out of
3: it. Yeah, I shut down. I'm so to answer your question, now. P scale, uh, whereas one would be uh, not even a trickle, Ten would be i got to go put on some adult uh, diapers because I peed my pants because I'm so nervous that Colleen's going to steal my job. I'm going to put it at a, a three.
5: I don't think Colleen has it in <laughs> Fair inner. enough. She doesn't have it in her to want to steal your job. Something
3: Machiavellian?
5: No, she's not a Machiavellian character.
3: Mm, we'll see about that. I don't know. I can see it in the eyes a little
5: bit. <laughs> she's your friend.
3: She is. We are friends. Uh, so there's your answer, Terry. Um, just don't give up on me, Dad.
5: Oh, I never doubt the old Z, I right.
3: just, just thought I'd Thanks, there Terry. You have. have a nice day in Thanks, A-Town. Terry. <laughs> All right, that's Terry. And uh, finally.
1: All right, turns out, you. I mean, I'm sure there is a way to do two calls at once. But if there is, I'm unaware of it. So we're going to get our last caller on the line.
3: Okay. The, see, t- she's doing a great job behind the glass, Sydney. But Derek. this, I, I kind of had a feeling. This was going to go off the, off the trail, off the tracks. Kind of has a little we bit. We
5: haven't had a producer yet who has mastered the phone call. Well,
3: it's easy for us
4: to take shots. We have no idea what's going oh, on, know you know. Listen, up.
1: I don't know how to use a landline. I'm a millennial. <laughs> millennial.
5: Fair point. <laughs> I'm surprised they still make landlines. So Terry questioned
3: me about Colleen, which I found offensive, but also he had to ask the question, as good caller does. Um, and Elephant in the room. Yeah, Paul is nervous about the cousin scale becoming a thing that's real, but I would say that means you're, the Redskins are getting in the playoffs every year, so I'd be
5: kind of like that. the sound of Mainzie time though. Mainstivist, Mainzie time,
3: all good ones. Um, Colleen, uh, excuse me, Sydney, do we now have our final caller on the line? Uh,
1: I believe we do. Our last caller is Connor from New Jersey. Connor
3: from <laughs> New Jersey, wow. uh, what do you got for us, Connor?
5: Yeah, hey, Dave. uh, Listen, I love the Damoshek show, and I'm really happy to be on. uh, First time, long time. Uh, I have a question and a comment, and I'll take my answer off the air.
3: All right, let's hear it. All
5: right, well, you know, it seems to me you guys are leaving out some good candidates as far as head coaches that you talk about. I mean, you know, there's this Lombardi guy, and and I don't know if you guys know this, but his grandfather was Vince Lombardi, and, uh, you know, He's obviously got the heart of a champion. Uh, so I don't understand why you guys aren't talking about Didn't him. Didn't have man. a great uh, season
4: in Detroit this year. I believe you're referring to Joe Lombardi, who was fired, and then his team immediately turned around.
5: Yeah, well, my next point was for you, uh, <laughs> Greg Rosenblum. Uh You know, what I wanted to say was you're always picking on, on my Giants, and I'm wondering, you know, what professional team did you play for? Anyway, I'll
2: hand up and listen.
3: I think the question was – it might have gotten cut off there – what team did you play for? And he'll hang up and listen. <laughs> um, the
4: Minichau Regional High School Tennis Team. That was really the last team. I guess unless you wanted to count the uh, Zog Sports oh God. Uh, Dodgeball Team Championship we had when I was 23. A little embarrassing. After a couple of weeks, I decided to quit.
3: Connor, Connor from New Jersey. And that voice sounded familiar, um, by the way. But. Uh, hitting all the tropes of a caller to a northeast regional, uh, potentially WFAN-type show. So I'll give my best uh, Francesa. Hey, Connor, come back to us. Jeez, okay?
5: Well done by Connor.
3: So there we go. There's the phone calls. Let's check in with Sydney now. Are you all right after that? You were running around. You probably burnt over 3,000 calories going between multiple phones. Dial tone. And there
1: was Skype happening. There was Skype. a lot going on behind the glass.
3: Uh, Europe was involved at one point. <laughs> you did your best, and I enjoyed Well it. done. I enjoyed it. Maybe we'll do that again. That was kind of a disaster, but all the callers were uh, uh, good people.
4: I think it was fun. You can yeah. edit out the bad, the other stuff.
3: No, we should leave it in. <laughs> it's important that people see. Uh, in, in fact, it kind of shows that. Uh, Sydney, the good work that she does and how hard it is to, to run the show behind the glass.
1: Yeah, it ain't all rainbows and unicorns back here, guys.
3: <laughs> wow. <laughs> all right, so we will be, uh, guys, that's it for the show. We will be uh, back uh, on Thursday with another show where we really dig into the preview of the divisional round playoff games. Like I said, the best week of the year to watch football. I can't wait.
5: It's going to be fun. It's gonna be fun. Nice tribute to David Bowie.
3: Oh, the great David Bowie passed away this week. Uh, so yeah. So check uh, check us back on Thursday. This is Dan Hansis signing off for the mailman, the boss, and La Cid behind the glass till Thursday.
2: This is- What's up? This is RB.
5: I'm Nate Burleson at Real Mike Rob. Check us out. We're gonna talk about the divisional playoffs. All of that, all of that. Playing the cold weather, all of that. Stuff. We're gonna break down everything you need to know coming up for the rest of the playoffs. Check us out on iTunes.
2: It's RB.